guys, this is Chitty Chatter and this is episodes 2, series 2 of Favourite Movies. Now in today's episodes there's going to be 6 of our favourites to kick off the summer holidays and that's in England, not in Scotland. Scotland started their summer holidays, would you believe, back in the end of June I believe it was. Um, so England, they kick off theirs around the middle of July. Anyway, Arthur has um, contributed quite a lot in today's episode so that's going to be interesting and also Rose um, will probably say a few words I'm not entirely sure but we'll see how the episode goes right so let's get started now the first movie that we're going to talk about is a family favorite has eight films in total, made $7.7 billion at the box office. Yes, that's billion, not million. Did cost around $1.2 billion to make all eight films. There's also talk that it's going to be a television series um, of this coming in the very near future. The film centres around an orphan boy who is brought up by his unkind, muggle, non-magical aunt and uncle. Harry, at the age of 11, is informed by the half-giant Arubius Hadgrid that he's actually a wizard. You're a wizard, Harry! And that is um, because of his parents were murdered by an evil wizard named Lord Voldemort. Lord Voldemort also attempted to kill one-year-old Harry at the same time at night time, but his killing curse mysteriously rebounded and reduced him to a weak, helpless form. Harry became extremely famous in the wizarding world as a result. Harry begins his first year at Hogwarts School of Witchcraft and Wizardry and learns about magic during the year Harry and his friends Ron Weasley and Hermione Granger become entangled in the mystery of the Philosopher's Stone, which is being kept within the school grounds. So guys, we're going to talk about Harry Potter. What is it you like about Harry Potter, guys? Um, I like it because Voldemort is um an enemy, and he he turns into um. Oh, what did he turn into? He turned into a. Oh, he turned into. Hagrid. Did he? Now I'm not going to talk about all eight films because we'd be here all year. But to put it into context, if you were to read all seven books non-stop, it would take you 126 hours. That's roughly five and a half days. Or you could head over to Audible and get Stephen Fry to read it to you, which for me would be a much better idea. I don't know if I'd be able to face reading the Harry Potter books because it's such a lengthy process. Um, Also, as you can imagine, the movies would not take as long to get through because there's unfortunately not as much information in the movies. I mean, you had to condense it down to 1,179 minutes. That's roughly 20 20 hours. So you get it watched within a day but then if you wanted to read it, it would probably take you about five and a half days. To put that into context, you could, if you wanted, start watching the first movie at midnight 
and by the eighth movie, the following midnight, you'd be finished. And that includes 25 to 30 minute breaks between each movie for snacks and toilet breaks. But don't worry, if you think this is, you're going to be the first one to do this, you'd be absolutely wrong. Harry Potter fans around the world have done this, so don't assume that you're going to be the first. Already been done, guys, I'm afraid. So now we're going to invite Arthur back to the studio to find out about what house he's going to be in in Hogwarts. So Hogwarts, the school, has four houses. And we're going to find out which one you're going to be in. But before we do that, which house would you say out of Slytherin, Ravenclaw, Gryffindor, Hufflepuff, which one would you put yourself in first before I ask you these questions? So unfortunately, Arthur, we've got 18 questions in order to find out which house the sorting hat is going to put you in. So what do you most look forward to each year? Christmas, going back to school, birthdays, or going on holiday? Going back to school. Going back to school? Wow, you actually look forward to going that way. Tick that one. Okay. Out of the following, which is your favourite? Pasta, sushi, burgers, or pizza? Pizza. Pizza. What is your biggest motivation in life? Money, family, playing computer games, or learning? Playing computer games. games. Okay. What is your worst quality from the following? Laughing out loud at inappropriate times. Worrying about things, answering back, or not doing as you're told. So what's your worst quality, would you say, out of the following? Um, not laughing, I suppose. All oh, right, not laughing. <laughs> Excellent. Right. Which family member do you spend the most time with? Your sister Rose, your grandparents, your mum, or your dad? Who do you spend the most time with? Mummy. Um, yeah, probably. Cool, next one. How many times have you watched or read the Harry Potter movies? None, once or twice, three times or four times, or five times or more? So, have you seen the... Three or four. Three or four, you've seen all the Harry Potter movies? Cool. What do you enjoy most when you're not at school? Reading, hanging out with friends, playing at the park, or again, playing video games? Playing video games. Playing video games, okay. (laughs) Which subject would you most likely study at Hogwarts? Herbology, transfiguration, defense against the dark arts, or poisons? Defense against the dark arts. Yeah, defense against the dark arts. Yeah, Yeah, I think that was, it wasn't poisons, sorry, it was potions, but yeah. Um, Out of the following, which is your favorite color? Red, green, blue, or yellow? Blue. Blue. Cool. Um, last few questions, I would imagine now. What is the most important? What is most important to you in life? Uh, intelligence, family, having fun, or making new friends? Uh, family. Family. Oh, excellent. Yeah. Uh, what would you get first if you had lots of money? Family holiday, brand new house, massive party. Or buy mum and dad some new cars. Buy mum and dad some new cars. Oh, that's very kind of you. Thank you. I'll take that. 
Where would you spend your free time at Hogwarts? In the Forbidden Forest, kitchen, the library, or the Room of Requirement? The Room of Requirement. Mm, yeah, everyone wants to spend their time. What type of job would you most enjoy after school? So to become a herbologist, a minister for magic, a professor, or a healer? What do you reckon out of those ones? Um, the third one. Third one, professor. I know the second. Minister of magic. Minister for magic. Okay. Yeah. Cool. Right. Last couple. Uh, what would motivate? What mot- What would motivate you for a fight? Your honor, standing up for your friends, justice, or power. 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 Yeah. Right. What is your favorite type of animal? From the following: snake, eagle, lion, or Badger? Snake. Snake? Oh, okay. Oh, I know that. <laughs> Which pet would you choose to take to Hogwarts with you? So you've got cat, rat, owl, or snake? Snake. A snake? Okay. <laughs> Which element? Because then it could eat um the bold white guy's snake. Oh, yeah, Voldemort. Yeah, snake versus snake. Oh, that'd be interesting. Which element do you feel is closest to you? Earth, water, air, or fire? Water. Water. Yeah. And last question now, and then we can get the results. Where would you most like to visit in the future? Germany, Belgium, France, or Spain? France. We're going to go France. Okay. All right. Let's find out the results. All right. The results are in. Oh, <laughs> You would get put into Slytherin House. Arthur, you're highly emotional. You think your head you think with your head rather than your heart. In other people's eyes, you see oh no, um in other people you see emotion as a sign of weakness. Hence you always hide your true emotions. You have a hard time apologizing to others, even though that you know when you're totally wrong. You're very clever and have plenty of ambition and determination in everything that you do. You're cunning and often find yourself um, the leader in and around your friends. Cool. Excellent. So, unfortunately, you chose that you'd love to go into um, Gryffindor, but the sorting hat has put you in Slytherin. (laughs) I think it's only fair that we take you back to one of my favourite childhood movies. This was released the year I was born, 1985. It's an American um, adventure comedy co-produced and directed by Richard Donner based on a story by Steven Spielberg. A group of kids who live in the goondocks attempt to save their homes from foreclosure. And in doing this, they discover an old treasure map that takes them on an adventure to unearth the long-lost fortune of one-eyed Willie a legendary 17th century pirate. So during the adventure, they are chased by a family of criminals who want the treasure for themselves. That's the plot of the movie. Now, if you haven't already guessed it, I'm going to tell you what it is in just a minute. The film grossed $125 million worldwide on a budget of $19 million and has since become a cult film. Uh, one of the famous quotes from the movie, Hey, you guys! Um, 
And of course, this movie is Goonies. It stars the kid from the Indiana Jones movies, uh, The Temple of Doom. Um, for me, it's got so many good childhood movies. It's an adventure from start to finish. And if you haven't seen it, I recommend you go and watch that on Amazon Prime. Goonies is rated PG, but some parents might rate it as a 12, just because uh, it's set in the 80s and it might have had has a lot of things there that you may or may not like. Next up is one of Arthur's favourite movies. It centres around two monsters, the hairy James P. Sullivan and his best friend Mike Wolowski, who are employed at Monsters, Inc., which generates power by scaring human children. However, the monsters world believes that the children are toxic and, uh, and when a little girl named Bo or Boo sneaks into the factory, she must be returned home before it's too late. So we're going to talk to Arthur about this movie and ask him a few questions. But before we do that, let's get Arthur's view on the movie as well. So Monsters Inc. next, guys. What do you think about the movie Monsters Inc.? Um, I like the part about when, um, the blue and purple guy, um, with the spikes, um, get, um, changes the settings on the, um, girl that's asleep. Right. And he changes the dial so that he could win. So Arthur, I've got a few questions for you, um, just to see how well you actually know Monsters Inc. It is one of your favourite movies, obviously. Um, so let's go. Right, first question we've got here is what or why do monsters need human ch children to scream? Can get power? Yeah, so they can generate energy for the town. Yeah, very good. I'll give you that. What is Sully's full name? Sullivan. Uh, yes, James P. Sullivan. Yeah, you can have that as well. What was the catchphrase? This is quite a difficult one. What was the catchphrase of Monsters, Inc. The, um, company? Do you remember what the, the catchphrase is? No. Okay. We scare because we care. Cool. Who is the top scorer in the Monsters, Inc? Who's the top monster scaring right at the end? Who becomes the winner? You know? Um, like the cooling thing. No, he was, so he was second, actually. That was Randall. Um, Sullivan. Sullivan ends up being the top scarer, if you remember. Who wants to be uh, the top scarer but ends up cannot beat Sully, but we've just answered that, Randall. Um, how many uh, monsters, no wait, how do monsters enter the kids' room to scare them? So how crawl. do they... Crawl. So? They crawl. They crawl, but yeah, how do they get to the children's bedrooms? you remember? They get through the doors, they have to go through the hanging, the doors that hang down from the wires. Right, okay, can you remember this? What was Bo's door decorated in so some remember? sort of flowers yes excellent flowers on the door yep what is mike mike's girlfriend called 
remember Mike's girlfriend? Who's Mike? Mike. Mike uh, is Mike Lewowski, the one, the one with the one eye. He's the green monster with the one eye. Mike Lewowski. I think it was the one with the snakes now. Yeah, that's the one. Celia is her name. Okay, other than scaring, what other superpower does Randall have? So Randall is the one that tries... He can be invisible. Yeah, he can turn himself invisible. Right, final question. Final question. This is number 10. What was very no noticeable, and I think you've already said this, about Celia's hair? So that's Mike's, uh, Mike's girlfriend's mm. hair. Easy, right? Don't tell me then. Because I said that she has snakes now. Yeah, she has snakes as her hair. Excellent. Well, Arthur, I think you did very well there, and you got about 7 out of 10 that I didn't have to help you with at all. So, yeah, I think it's fair to say that you know Monsters, Inc. very well. We could have gone on to Monsters University, but I think we'll leave it there because you've done so well with that. Right, another one of my favourites. The following movie shares the name with two very famous songs by Oasis and also by Penny, Benny King. This is a 1986 American coming-of-age drama directed by Rob Rayner, um, based on Stephen King's 1982 novel, The Body. The film is set in a fun uh, fictional town, Castle Rock in Oregon, in 1959, and stars the legend that was River Phoenix. Unfortunately, he's no longer with us. He died at a very young age of 23 in the year 1993. So a group of boys, four boys, go on a hike to find a missing boy. Must quickly mention this movie is rated 12 and above or PG-13. Does contain some bad language, violence and also some sexual references. So it might be one for the kids to listen to or watch uh, later on in life. So a bit more about the plot. In 1985, writer Gordon or Gordy reads a newspaper article in which he recalls an incident from when he was 12 years old. His best friend, Chris Chambers, and two other friends, Teddy and Byrne, went searching for the body of a missing boy named Ray Bower near the town of Castle Rock during the Labor Day weekend in 1959. Later on in the movie, Gordy continues to recall the events of 1959 and he writes, and this is a quote of the movie now, that although he had not seen Chris, his best friend, in over a decade, he will forever miss him. He ends the story um, with another quote when he's on his typewriter. I never had any friends later on like the ones I had when I was 12. Jesus, does anyone? Um, before going out and playing with his son, basically, it's looking back on his childhood and thinking that the time you have your best friends is a time when you're young because um, you, you have no boundaries there and you say what you want and you do what you want at that age. But then as soon as you become an adult, then you realise actually you wish you could have the friends you had when you were a child. Anyway, this movie is a great movie. It features a great soundtrack from the likes of Buddy, Holly to Benny King, and the movie, of course, is Stand By Me. What 
what nickname did Marv and Harry refer to themselves when getting placed in the police car? That was, now that's quite a hard one because in the second one, I think they call themselves the Sticky Bandits. So, the Wet Bandits, I think, in that one. Is that correct? Wet Bandits, yeah? Question number two, come on, let's go. What's the question number two for me for Home Alone? Now? When Kevin's family was in France, what Christmas classic were they watching on TV? Oh, it's a wonderful life. Yeah. Cool, next question. What pizza did the family order from Kevin also when he was left alone? Uh, so I think he ordered from Little Nero's Pizza. Yes. Yeah, excellent. Right, next question please. What holiday song was Kevin playing when he tried to make the robbers believe his parents were destroying a party? Um, so he had lots of um, kind of like paper cutouts and uh, train track. They're going around the train track, and I think it was rocking around the Christmas tree. Is that correct? No. Right, question number five. Why was Kevin scared of his neighbour, the old man with the shackles? Right, right at the beginning of the movie, you've got Buzz that tells him that. Um, the man with the shovel has killed his family and he's also killed some street, uh, some kids in the street. And he's done something to himself. Who has? Him. What, the old guy? Always oh, chopped his own arms off. Yeah. Oh, right. Look. Oh, yeah. He was missing a hand. Oh, right. Oh, oh yeah, yeah. Cool. So yeah, I think he turns his body to ashes and then, yeah, I don't know. But yeah, yeah, basically Buzz, yeah, told him. Cool. Right, now, question number six in Home Alone 1. What famous actor offered to give Kevin's mother a ride home when there were no flights available? Oh, one of my favourite actors of all time, John Candy. And he's playing in a brass band on the way home in a van. Yeah, right. Question number seven, please. What did Kevin prepare for dinner the night of the break-in? So I believe when he's sitting at the table and the clock is about to strike like eight or nine o'clock and he's chowing down uh, a mac and cheese, macaroni cheese, and he's got a glass of milk on the side. Yeah, question number eight, please. Name the first four traps Marv came up upon in the house. Oh, that's a difficult one. Um, they definitely had the frozen steps. Um, you had the hot... They had the Lego. They had... Yeah, see, is it Lego or is it Christmas decorations? I think... I think there is Lego. And cars. Yeah. And oh, micro machines. Yeah, that's but that's later on. I think frozen steps, um, hot iron, 
Um, there was tar on the steps with a nail. And then I think, to begin with, it's glass ornaments that um, had fallen off the Christmas tree. Yeah, it was. Cool. So, right, question number nine. Last couple of questions for me, Arthur, for this uh, Home Alone one. Kevin was angry two times the night before. The family was leaving to go on holiday. Why? So, the reasons that he would have been angry, first of all, Buzz, his older brother, ate all the cheese pizza and didn't leave anything. You're for... doing the wrong answer. What? I'm not doing the yes, wrong you answer. Are. I'm not. You are. Buzz ate Kevin's pizza and, uh, and then, then Kevin ate. tries to make him barf it all up or something. And then the other <sighs> thing he gets annoyed about is his mum tells him off and he has to go and sleep in Fuller and in, in with Fuller up in the attic. And he's told that Fuller's wets the bed. Is that right? Yeah. Yeah, I thought it was. But right, last last question. Question number 10. What did Kevin's dad find on the floor after returning home from France? Oh, it was a golden tooth and it was left by one of the robbers. Why so, wasn't it sir? microbots? What? Why would it be? Oh, the micro machine. Oh, the micro machine. Actually, that's a good point. No, yeah, he does say something. So, oh no, that's earlier on in the movie. He says about the micro machines. Would you, t- Kevin? Would you tidy up the micro machines? But... Because someone almost broke that neck. Yeah. Yes, that's it. Yes. Perfect. Where in New York does Kevin book a room using his dad's credit card? That would have been the. Plaza Hotel, because he sees an advert and he's like, "Oh yes, I'm gonna book the Plaza Hotel." Yes. So, right, question number two. For... Who in the movie gives Kevin the gift of two turtle doves? That would be Mister Duncan at the toy store. He gives Kevin the turtle doves um, because Kevin gives him a really big donation, I believe. Yeah. Yeah. Right, question number three. Which former president did a camo appearance in the hotel lobby scene? <laughs> that, of course, is Donald Trump, who used to be the American president. <laughs> is that correct? Yeah. Cool. Right, let's scroll up to the next question. So to that one. Yep. Okay, cool. Right. Next question, please. What was the name of the huge toy shop? Oh, right. Um, old Duncan's, Duncan's treasure chest? Toy chest. Toy chest. Oh, that was close. Okay. Yeah. Next question, please. Where is Kevin spotted to go on holiday for Christmas? Oh, oh, where was he supposed to go? Uh, he was supposed to go with his family to Florida. Yes. yes. What family members empty house? What family oh, yes. Empty um, house does Kevin occupy, occupy yeah. for the final shutdown with Harry um, and Mark? Is that his Uncle Rob's house? Yes. Yes. 
Right, it goes to his Uncle Rob's house. Yep. What are the villains called? Well, I just said that. The villains, yeah. Um, oh, right. Um, uh, so it's obviously... You mean the nickname for them? Yeah. So they were the Sticky Bandits. Yep. What kind of shop do Harry and Marv plan on stealing from? Uh, the toy shop. Yeah. How much does Kevin spend on room device? On room service um, at the end of the movie in Home Alone 2. Uh, I don't know the exact figure, but I believe it's like $900 or something like that. 967 Wow, okay. Is there any more questions or is that it? No. Oh, there's more. Okay, cool. What right. does Kevin give the bell boy as a trip? As a tip. Right at the start of the movie. So Kevin gives him chewing gum because he doesn't understand that he wants a tip. And then later on in the movie, the bellboy yes. um, tries to it reject. He rejects Kevin for the because he thinks he's going to give him chewing gum again, and Kevin's going to give him money. But then he ends up saying, "Ah, <laughs> yeah." So it was chewing gum. Yeah, right. Who eventually finds Kevin in New York? That would be his mum. Finds yes. him at the Christmas tree, I believe. It's a big, huge Christmas tree. If you already guessed it, we're talking about Home Alone one and two. Honestly, wouldn't brother watching any of the others. Home Alone was released in one one thousand nine hundred ninety. A very famous film around Christmas time, but the movie can be watched any time of year. Basically, eight year old Kevin gets left at home when his family go on holiday to France. Now I can believe everyone listening to this episode hasn't seen the movie, so I'm not giving any more away. It's available on Disney Plus. Go and watch go watch it. Thank you very much, Arthur. So we're going to end the episode on another one of my favourites. So we've already talked about The Goonies, which was 1985. We also had Stand By Me, 1986. This movie is 1987. Um, quickly tell you a plot about the movie before we tell you what the movie is. So after her boyfriend, Mike, cancels their anniversary date, 17-year-old Chris Parker invites her friend Brenda over to Oak Park, Illinois' house her house in uh, Illinois um, to cheer her up but she's convinced by her mother to babysit the Anderson's daughter eight-year-old Sarah well they attend a party in downtown Chicago Sarah's 15-year-old brother Brad is supposed to spend the night at his friend's Darrow's house but he changes his mind when he discovers that Chris is the one who's going to be babysitting after receiving a frantic phone call from Brenda who ran away to downtown bus station in Chicago. Um, Chris plans to go alone to pick her up, but is coerced uh, by Brad, Sarah and Daryl to take them with her, 
on the freeway, their car suffers a flat tire and they are picked up by tow truck driver Handsome John, who offers to pay for the tire. But when Chris realizes she's left her purse at the Andersons, uh, unfortunately, John isn't too pleased about this, but he receives a phone call from his boss Dawson with evidence that his wife is cheating on him. So basically this movie gets crazier and crazier as it goes on. It's turn after turn after turn um, and almost too much to kind of try to describe the plot because um, you'd be like so confused. So I'm not going to keep going on about the plot. What I am going to do is just tell you that if you decide to watch this movie, you're in for a roller coaster of a ride. It's one of my favourites and it's Adventures of the Babysitter. Uh, currently available on Disney+. Plus. So if you get a chance, make sure you go and watch that one. Thanks guys for listening to this episode. I hope you've enjoyed it and we have four remaining episodes of the movies to enjoy so we'll be doing them over the next few weeks and everyone if you are having a summer break I hope you enjoy it. Thanks again and we'll see you next time. Bye.